Hello, and welcome to the Pursue Your Potential podcast, episode number 18. I'm your host, Taylor. Today, we are going to be doing our Friday Q&A, but I'm also going to be talking about a topic. That topic is metabolic adaptation. Now, the reason I wanted to combine this Q&A with this topic is because some of the questions that I'm going to be going over have to do with this specific thing. So I figured I would answer some of your questions and educate you on what this is You are most likely dieting, you are most likely going through this process, and you are experiencing metabolic adaptation. So I figured I would dive into that as I answer some of the questions that I've been asked. Before I get into those questions, I do want to ask you for a quick favor. If you like this episode, if you like my podcast, it would mean so much to me if you would go leave me a five-star review on wherever you're listening to this. And if you would be so kind to share this with your friends, I would really appreciate it. It really helps me out and I just love knowing that you're listening and that you're taking some value out of this. So thank you for listening and if you share it, thank you so much for doing that. And make sure to tag me so that I know that you're sharing it. Sometimes I'll be on my stories and I will see it pop up on somebody's story and I will message them and be like, hey, how come you didn't tag me? I can't thank you if I don't know that you're you're sharing it. So I just, you know, if, if you do share it, please tag me so that I can properly thank you. Anyways, let's get into the questions. So the first question is, is it okay to not eat in the morning? So this is something that I get asked often and I've heard a lot of people talk about. And uh, I, sometimes it is accompanied with the question of, does eating in the morning jumpstart your metabolism? So I don't know if that's what you're asking, but I'm going to address that a little bit. So it is absolutely okay for you to not eat in the morning, and whether that's because you can't or don't want to, that's totally fine, and it's going to be person-dependent. However, if you have a medical condition, you may want to check with your doctor first and make sure that this is something that you can do and feel good about doing. If you have some sort of blood sugar related issue, you may want to address this and definitely, like I said, talk to your doctor before doing so because you might need to come at that situation a little bit differently, especially if you're not feeling well when you're doing that. If you are someone like one of my clients, for instance, who wakes up in the morning and she is rushed to get the kids up for school and go to work. And by the time she has her first meal, it's her lunch break at work. So that's her first meal of the day. And she's asked me before, is that okay? Am I going to see results if I do that? And the answer is yes. If that is what your schedule is like, you can rest assured that you should be fine. Just make sure that when you get a chance to eat, that you do take the opportunity to have a nutritious meal. It is definitely going to serve you to have something that really just fuels your body and provides it with the nutrition that it needs. One of the things that I've seen and personally experienced is that when we are on the go and we just want to get something into our bellies, we'll go for whatever is available, whether that is fast food, a donut at the gas station, or candy bar or something like that just to fill our bellies. Just make sure that you plan ahead and that you take something with you that could be nutritious. And that could be as simple as a protein shake, or you could make some overnight oats and have those ready for you when you wake up for work and go to work. So those are just a couple options. 
Now, one of the things that I want to address with that, like I said, it's going to be person dependent. And if you feel like you can do that and you're fine, I know that a lot of people will say that I'm not hungry in the morning and so I'm not going to eat and that's totally fine. If you start to feel like you're not okay, you have a hard time thinking, you don't have any energy, and you just know that you would feel a lot better if you did eat, try to make sure that you have a quick protein shake in the morning or those overnight oats like I suggested and just have something ready and available that isn't just going to be something to fill your belly but actually give you the fuel and the nutrition that you need. So that would be a really good recommendation. And one of the questions that I'm also asked often that that could tie into this is about intermittent fasting. What is intermittent fasting and is it safe to do it? And the answer to that is intermittent fasting really is just a way to push your calories back to later in the afternoon or however you go about doing that. Typically, we will have people do you know, their fast for about 16 hours and then they have an eight-hour feeding window and that usually will start around noon, one o'clock, maybe two o'clock in the afternoon. And then they have from then until whatever, you know, eight hours is later after when they've had their first meal to consume the amount of calories that they need to. And then they fast again until the next day. Now, intermittent fasting is just a tool. This is a way to push back calories. I've utilized it for about four years now and I have gone pretty hard doing that where that was something I did every single day. And now I'm kind of at the point where I don't do that unless I need to. For instance, the week the weekends are one of my favorite times to do that because then I can push back calories and still enjoy the weekend with my friends and my family, going to barbecues or parties or something like that. So I really do enjoy that. I notice that when I'm in more of a routine and I'm busy most of the day, it is a lot easier for me to eat in the morning and not intermittent fast and still stick to my goal. So <laughs> that's a long-winded answer, but the answer is yes, as long as there is no underlying health concern, you should be fine to not eat in the morning and it won't impact your results. I do recommend that when you do get a chance to eat that you pick something that's going to be nutritious and that will fuel your body. So question number two, I have been dieting for about three months now and lost only six pounds. I'm nervous that I have plateaued. What do I do? So this is a really good question and it's one that's asked a lot and I just have to caution you to be very careful about how you throw the word plateau around because this is a word that people say when they just feel stuck, when things aren't going their way. And and I'm going to assume that you're doing what you need to do and you're feeling stuck and like things aren't progressing. However, there's a really good chance that some things might not be in alignment like you think they are. So one, the first thought is, you know, are you actually in a deficit? If you are at, uh, if you are tracking and you know that the calorie amount you're eating should be a deficit, and that is accurate, then are you actually tracking properly? There are a lot of unknown variables that may come into that that could be hard, especially if you eat out a lot. You might not know what's going into the food that you're eating because a lot of restaurants will add different things to food or just maybe you're not measuring properly. So your your accuracy could be an issue and 
you really do want to pay attention to that for two, three weeks and really make sure that you are dialed in on that. And then if something isn't working, what can you do differently? The second thought of that is your overall calorie expenditure. Now, this is considering everything outside of your workout. Yes, your workout itself is very important and you should be working with intention and, you know, doing your high intensity when it's calling for high intensity, you know, really putting in the effort. But aside from that, the other 23 hours of the day, what are you doing? How much are you moving? Do you have a desk job? Are you sitting around a lot? Do you sit on the couch quite a bit when you get a chance? Do you do you take the stairs or do you take the elevator? Do you work in your yard? Do you play with your kids? There's a lot of things to consider when it comes to the other 23 hours of the day, aside from just what you're putting in your mouth. And that could just be how much you're moving that has nothing to do with your exercise. So, you know, making sure that you're accurate, making sure that you're actually moving more than just inside the gym or wherever you do your workouts. The third thing that I would consider is, are you metabolically adapted? Now, this is why I wanted to talk about metabolic adaptation today is because if you have metabolically adapted to low calories, you may need to drop your calories very low to see any changes. Because if you are a chronic dieter, if you're someone who has frequently visited the 1200 calorie diet or lower, you are someone that has adapted to those low of calories and your body is not going to respond the way that you want it to. Because it's been there before, it knows that you're going to stay alive, it's not going to do what you want it to do. And it's going to work kind of against what you're trying to do. And I'm going to, so this is where I want to bring in the topic of metabolic adaptation because I believe that this is very important for you to understand. You can only drop your calories so low and exercise so much for so long. You only have so many hours in the day. You don't have four or five hours to work out every day to make sure that you work off all the food that you've been eating. And you can only go so low before your body's like, where is the energy? Where, where's, where's the fuel that I need to do the things that you're asking me to do? And you can only do that for so long before your body's trying to compensate and do other things. And our bodies adapt pretty quickly. And a big part of that is the evolutionary just process that goes on. You know, if you think about back in the day when things were different you, and you were hunting for your food and you're gathering your food, your body only knew feast and famine. And at times you were able to feast and other times you had to wait for food. And obviously not you. If you're a lie right now, you've never had to deal with that. But just evolutionary speaking, your ancestors had to deal with that and you have the, the makeup that they did. Now your body doesn't know the difference between a famine and you just trying to reduce your calories to look good in a bathing suit. It just knows that you are lacking calories and calories is another word for energy, right? So if we are taking away that energy, our body is going to compensate. It is going to take away other processes or downregulate other processes. And some of the examples of that would be women. 
if you are very low in your calories and you're doing that for a certain amount of time, you are most likely going to lose your menstrual cycle, your period. And the reason for that is one, your period is an expensive process calorie-wise. So if you don't have enough calories, your body is going to take the calories from that process and not have you menstruating. And I don't remember, I don't remember where I hear this and I don't know how accurate it is, but where I guess women we burn like 300 extra calories a day having our period and having that cycle go on through our body. I don't know how accurate that is, but it makes sense. Like your body's going through processes that it isn't normally going through. So your your calorie expenditure is going to increase. So that's something that I need to look into a bit more. But I do see that that's a possibility. So that's the first reason. And then the second reason is, hey, if your body senses that there's a lack of food and you, you know, it, you're basically responsible for the survival of our human race, right? Because you're, you're, you can be a mom and have a baby. So your body's like, okay, well, you don't have enough energy to feed your body. That means that you don't have enough energy to create another baby, another person, and you don't have enough energy to take care of that. So we're just going to get rid of this process. You don't need it. So a lot of women experience losing their period when they're chronically dieting. And again, with that, we're going to be talking about hormones. There's going to be a down regulation of your hormones and you may lose your sex drive. And a lot of people that diet, especially competitors, are very familiar with that where towards the end of their prep for their show, they have little to no sex drive because, well, their body isn't, it doesn't care about that. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't want you to have sex because you don't have energy just to function. So so not only that, but you are going to be experiencing some changes with your hunger hormones and your satiety hormones. So your leptin and ghrelin, they are going to decrease or increase based on how you are consuming food or not consuming food. And it's going to, like if you start decreasing your calories quite a bit, you may be feeling excessive hunger and that's just your body's way of telling you, hey, you need to be eating something. So those are just a few of the things that happen. Not only that, but your overall daily energy expenditure is going to decrease because you are most likely eating, you're eating less, so you're probably moving less. And yeah, you think that you're going to the gym four to five, six days a week, but what are you doing outside of the gym? Are you going for walks? Are you fidgeting? Are you using your hands while you talk? Something, something that's very interesting that I personally have experienced and I can you know vouch for is when I've done show preps and I'm like the last two weeks of the show to peak week, I feel like I can't think very well. So that plays into the whole... When you are dieting and you're very low calories, your thinking, you, the way that you think, the way that you talk, it's going to slow down a bit because your body's conserving energy. So I, and I did notice that, that I would have a harder time talking. I would talk slower. I would move slower because I'm just conserving energy and just trying to have enough energy to basically survive. So little things like that are going to start happening and you're going to start noticing some changes and 
And I say this, and I think that a lot of people do notice these things, but I also question whether or not you have the self-awareness to actually notice these things and understand that it's happening. And some people will just start to think, well, I don't feel right. I feel off. I feel these things. And they don't necessarily tie it to the fact that they're just underfeeding their body and that their body is responding to that. You need to have a certain amount of calories to do the things that you do in your day. So we have our total daily energy expenditure, and it's made up of basically four components. Your BMR, which is your basal metabolic rate, and that is the energy that you burn just at rest. So you could lay in bed all day, and that's the amount of energy you're going to burn. And that actually totals up to be the, the majority of the calories that you burn now, after that, we, and we've got a few other things. So we've got like our thermic effect, thermic effect of feeding, and that is the energy we burn digesting our food. We have our EAT, our E-A-T, which is our exercise energy thermoses, which is going to be the energy that we burn during our exercise. And we have our NEAT. And our NEAT is the energy that we burn that is not during exercise. And the way that I look at that is, you know, if if it's something that I'm actually trying to do that is exercise and I'm getting my heart rate, that is going to fall under the EAT, the E-A-T. If I'm doing any kind of other movements that I don't necessarily consider exercise, like cleaning my house, then that is going to be the NEAT, the non-exercise. And that is just a good way to look at it. And those things start to decrease when we are decreasing our calories because we just consciously and subconsciously start doing a little bit less. And it makes sense because we don't have the energy that we need to provide those processes. So that is a very big and long description of that. But just understand that metabolic adaptation happens fairly quickly and your body does that to help you, to keep you alive. You you must adapt to the the stimulus and the stress that you're putting onto your body or you would not survive. Your body is down regulating, it's doing these things to keep you alive and well. And it's going to get rid of other processes or down regulate other processes before it releases the body fat that you're trying to get off your body. It doesn't understand that you are just trying to lose body fat to look good for your wedding or to look good in a swimming suit or just to look good for summer or whatever your reason may be. There, your body just doesn't know. It just knows that it's lacking energy, which it needs. So that is kind of what I wanted to tie into this. And I really hope that you consider this. And and then a lot of times we don't think about these things. If you don't know the science behind it, it's totally understandable that you wouldn't consider this. You just think, okay, well, I want to lose weight. I don't like the way that I look and feel, so I'm going to do something about it. And then you do it and you start going through the process. It starts to get hard. Your body starts to, you know, tell you that you're very hungry. And so maybe you'll end up binging or then you feel guilty and you start to restrict a little bit more and you go through this process and you're just lacking the understanding that this is natural and it's what your body does, but you're you're not going to die. You know that. You know that you are just decreasing your calories a bit for a little while to feel better and to get to a better health state. You are trying to just get healthier in general and get into a place where you feel confident and comfortable 
and you know that and your body doesn't so it's going to send all these signals but you as a person you have the ability and the conscious ability to know that you are okay now i would say that if you are someone who is eating very low calories to very much consider the process of what you're doing because like i said in the beginning of this you can only drop your calories so low for so long and then you're going to have to eventually try to reverse out of that and metabolically adapt in a way that is actually good for your body so the opposite things should and can and will happen where your body up regulates these hormones your body starts you know allowing you to expend more energy and you start to feel like you have more energy and you can do more you can lift more you can run more and you feel good doing it so just something to consider and that's a very long-winded way of saying your body most likely if you feel that you've plateaued you really are doing everything you can you're exercising you're tracking your food and you're just not seeing the weight come off, it's probably because you may need to go a little bit lower in calories because your your body is metabolically adapted to lower calories. And or you may need to spend some time reverse dieting and actually go into that process so that your body can feel safe and comfortable for a little while. And then when it feels in that place, you can more optimally go through the fat loss phase. So that's basically what that is. I hope that all made sense. And if you have any questions on that, you can always email me and I will leave my email for you in the description of this episode. So you can email me and ask me any questions that you might have. Now, the third question that I have is kind of along the lines of what we're dealing with right now. So at this time, we are actually coming towards the end of this whole COVID-19 lockdown, quarantine, whatever you want to call it, the stay-at-home order. And I had a message with someone asking me that is not a current client but is receiving my at-home workouts that I've been providing through my email list and my Facebook group. And she said that she was very worried that doing more bodyweight workouts since she doesn't have equipment at home that she was going to lose all of her muscle and her strength. And the to that question my friend, I just want to tell you that if you are still doing these workouts and you're applying the the strength that you need to do this, there are certain ways that you can do these workouts and still see results. Now, you may need to apply more time under tension. You may need to add some pauses into your set. So, for instance, if you're doing squats, you could go very slow down, pause at the bottom and come slow up. And that will, uh, you know, that'll be a little bit better than you flying through the movement and just going through as fast as you can. And, you know, this isn't something that we're going through forever. It's just, you know, a few weeks to a month or however long. And you can actually do a lot with at-home workouts. And if all you can use is your own body weight, there are ways that you can just, you know, maybe you're not going to get incredibly stronger, but there should be some areas that you actually are getting stronger that you've neglected and I've noticed that with some of my clients is they're saying hey I'm sore in areas I'm not normally sore is that okay 
And I say, yeah, it's just because you're not used to doing these kind of workouts and you're having to address things a little bit differently. And so your body's just trying to have to relearn some of these things. So yes, you can still see results during this quarantine time, this lockdown time or stay at home. I don't even know what to call it, but you can still see results and it's just up to you to make sure that you're applying things the way that you can, the best that you can, and just kind of ride this out. Now, I will say that if you are someone who has been an avid gym goer, and this is kind of an an interesting time for you because you spend so much time in the gym, this actually probably is a really good time for you to just do things a little bit lighter and a little bit more different. And then when this stay-at-home order is released and you can go back to the gym, you can build on that and just hopefully get more you'll become stronger and be able to go through the processes a little bit differently because you've taken this time to address areas that you may not normally be addressing. And those workouts that I was providing for this time, they're very thought out. There's a lot of variety in there, but there's also the the consideration that you need to be attacking the major muscle groups and pro- providing the progressive overload throughout that time. So If you've been doing all those workouts, you should still see some results. And if not, at least you're maintaining them, which is a bonus too. So I hope that this episode helped you. I hope that you learned some things throughout this episode. And I just, yeah, again, I really love doing this. And if you have enjoyed it, please share it with your friends. I do appreciate it. I'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye.